Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome into this new episode of UAP Weekly. I am Stephen Diener, back with you on this weekly edition of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And there are some really interesting things happening right now in the UFO world that uh, I felt needed to be addressed here today. And so I just want to say, too, that these are not news stories, but they are ongoing stories that continue to develop and should not be forgotten, which is why I wanted to focus on them today. So happy to be back with you. Um, a lot going on this week because I, I do want to apologize for the lateness of this episode for this week. I know I always try to put something out earlier in the week, but there were a lot of different things happening behind the scenes that kind of derailed a lot of the stuff that I was trying to do. Um, but nevertheless, we're here now and ready to go. And I'm really happy to be back with you on a new episode today. So with all that said, let me first start with a story that we last spoke about with Robert Salas, because we are going to be looking at an update on two different fronts here. One being the uh, alien mummies that were presented to the Mexican Congress that came out of Nazca, Peru. And the other, also going back to Peru, an update on the possible attacks, the encounters that these villagers in Peru continue to have and describe to this day, to, to literally this day, there's are developments happening as I speak. Some of this stuff is coming out like within the past 24 hours I'm going to go over today. So we're going to update both of those situations. But the first one, going back to the alien mummies, like I said, last we, time we spoke with Robert Salas right here on the show, following his own witness testimony at the Mexican UAP congressional hearing, we spoke about those alien mummies that were presented, you know, revealed to the world, so to speak, made international headlines. And we're going to update that for you now because you may have forgotten about those bodies since they made those, you know, that big splash around the world. It was last month in September and a lot has happened since then. So if it kind of slipped your mind or went to the back of your mind, I don't blame you. But there was something that was said by Robert Salas when we spoke to him last month following that hearing. And it stuck with me since then. He said that there were studies underway by independent doctors and researchers in America and other countries. And I didn't know that until he told me. I didn't know that these alien mummies, so to speak, were being taken so seriously by academia. But they are. And wouldn't you know it, we are now finally hearing about some of those studies and what has been done. Now, we know that it has been reported that through CT imaging and x-rays, it was found that the bodies were verified to be authentic skeletons. 
and that they were not put together with uh, animal bones as a hoax, like some people had theorized or suggested. But the question still remains, what are they, right? We Okay, so they're skeletons, but skeletons of what? I mean, were these really, you know, tiny aliens? Were these humans of some sort and just look deformed? We, we don't know. But we may be closer than ever to finding those answers. We're going to listen to some of the details from the recent independent studies that have been taking place, which is what I wanted to update you on when it comes to this this case because it's it's fascinating actually some of the stuff that they've come across um this was done on one of the alien bodies this or supposed alien mummies um this one was headless but this you know comes from the same line of these uh alien mummies out of nazca peru so this goes into um part of the i guess you know studies that the samples that they were trying to pull from this one headless body take a listen to this first part once the team dissected the small body, they began to take samples from the neck and the hip. Aluminum foil is used to collect any debris that might fall off of the body during the sample collecting. I feel that after we have actually gotten to dissect this body, um, that the head not being there was actually kind of a blessing because we got to see the tendons and what looked like to be arteries and we, we got to cut into the hip bone and really see the structure inside. All right, so you're not faking tendons and arteries, okay? I'm sorry, you're just not. So these are bodies of something. Um, but you're going to also hear about the rest of the study here, kind of how this ended, where they are now, and we're going to go over some of the findings, actually, that have come back from this. Here's how the rest of it went. I'm completely surprised. I mean, I, I have to, as a journalist, always be skeptical of what I'm doing and, and, and what we're seeing, but I am thoroughly surprised uh, at what we've gathered for our samples today. And I'm very eager to find out, DNA testing, what it is that we, that we gathered. I think all of us here, the doctor, the uh, archaeologist, and our crew are completely surprised, so we'll have to see what happens. The samples have been sent to labs in five different countries for carbon-14 dating and DNA tests. All right, so you hear the reaction there from, you know, the journalist who was covering it, talking about her legit shock that she was seeing what she was seeing. You know, you probably go into something like that thinking, ah, all right, this is going to be a bunch of hooey. And then you see arteries, you see tendons, you see, you know, what the, this body in front of you, and you have to start wondering, wondering to yourself, what the heck am I looking at? So people are taking this seriously. I know it was laughable for a lot of people uh, when those bodies were revealed to the Mexican Congress last month and people started, you know, kind of making jokes about it, saying that they were paper mache and all these different things. But it seems like, I mean, th these things are actual bodies of something. So what were the results? As it turns out, they were actually kind of puzzling because according to the data, um, on one of the findings, there was a 15% DNA match from one of the samples to that of humans. So 15% DNA match to that of humans on one of the samples that they took. Now, it's important to know that these samples are being cross-referenced to other studies from around the world. But a result like this is hard to ignore because, first off, let's not gloss over the apparent fact that these things are actual skeletons, again, of some type of being. In fact... We can look at a statement that was made from one of the leading paleontologists who studied these bodies to further explain that point. Uh, it's an American paleontologist named Cliff Miles, and he had this to say about his studies as uh, he went down to Peru and studied these these bodies um, 
personally. He said, quote, they are indeed mummies and they have gone through a mummification process. They are not fossils, nor have they been calcified. There remain soft tissues and bone, much like they were when they were alive. Cliff also went on to say that, to my knowledge, not one single person who has gone to Peru to see this material for themselves has come away thinking that they are fraudulent. So as we look at some of the updates here, I mean, from my observations, I think it's safe to say at this point that we are dealing with some type of being that was alive. The question is, why only a 15% match to that of human DNA on one of those samples? Was it just not as viable as they thought, you know, to get a clear reading? Or maybe that could be it. I mean, or is it possible on maybe on the more fantastical side of things that we could be looking at the remains of an ancient alien-human hybrid? Now, I'm fully aware that may sound like a silly question to some, but I think it is a thought worth at least pondering at this point when you look at the whole situation of these, you know, alien mummies that have been brought up so much. And now as you look at these studies, I mean... It has to be at least considered when you hear about some of these results. I think I don't know. To be quite honest, I didn't really believe these skeletons were legit until after speaking with Robert Salas about it. I mean, really, even going into that interview with him um, last month or a few weeks ago, I kind of thought, okay, you know, he's probably going to come in and talk about, yeah, those things, you know, they're they're fake and they're, you know, don't pay attention to that. I was actually shocked. I mean, like mid-interview, speaking with Robert Salas, that he took those things seriously and um, he convinced me that they should be taken seriously. Now, as I see these studies being done and studies coming out, it's hard not to take them seriously. There's something going on there. And now, couple that with the numerous independent studies that have been done and continue to be done that point to these things being verifiable entities, it has become very hard for me to believe otherwise. So I felt that those were significant developments to that case. And I wanted to share all that with you today because it's, um, well, it's fascinating to say the least. So I'm going to continue to keep an eye on it for you. If more stuff comes out about these alien mummies out of Peru that were shown at the Mexican congressional hearing, then I will share with you any updates because there's something. They're, they're, they're not hoaxes. They are skeletons. There are tendons in there. There are arteries. So <laughs> you got me on that. It, Maybe it's proof. We'll, we'll, we'll find out more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But like I said at the start, that's not the only familiar story that has seen significant updates because now it seems that the Peruvian alien attacks have not only continued since the last time we spoke about them, but have actually intensified to a certain degree and spread. So 
let's talk about this because we're going to stay in Peru for this one. This has continued to captivate me, this whole story. I've been keeping my eye on it, um, and it continues to terrorize the people within these small Peruvian villages, really. And I, I have been, you know, kind of in the background, kind of keeping my attention on this, been taking notes and things like that, so I could, when the time came, update you along the way as things continue to develop, if they develop, which they have. Um, I've come to realize that, you know, just because we stopped talking about something, it doesn't necessarily mean that things stop happening. And I think this this case here out of Peru is a perfect example of that because we haven't really talked about it in a while, but there have been a lot of things going on. The reports of luminous aliens coming into violent contact with Peruvians has not stopped. Over the past several weeks, they have continued to come in contact with them while be, being left shaken and terrified. So let me first start off with this one interview um, I never got to share with you because actually this was recorded back in late August, which was actually that this took place after the first episode that I did covering this story. Um, it, this happened about a week or two after that first episode when we, we first spoke about it. So according to this eyewitness, there were reports of an arrow-shaped craft. We've heard about things like that before, and he says it was flying very low to the ground, and then it descended into the river. He mentions, remember that river part, he mentions seeing bright lights as well. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the captions over the man's voice here, because obviously he's speaking Spanish, um, and so unless you know Spanish, I mean, that'd be that's great, but I want to make sure you know what he's saying, so I'm going to read the English subtitles and he's describing the flying craft uh, that he saw and how him and his friend reacted so I'm going to play that for you now he says I then I saw a big silhouette something like a person and the light that was on did not emit any anything and then it flew across to the beach and then it went down very low and it went out there after two minutes it went up and crossed the river and like an arrow turned to the other side and got there again when we were both armed then we fired two shots but it was already at a great distance and the bullets did not reach is what he finishes off with there so what he's talking about we, he's mentioning him and his friend, and they were out at this beach. I mean, you hear the music back there. You know, everybody's kind of having a good time. Everybody's hanging out. Um, and they see this bright light, you know, in, in the distance coming over where they were. And he describes in further detail during that interview that he went to go grab his shotgun. But before he could do that, basically, this thing just got closer and closer. and was flying low to the ground as it flew towards the beach his friend went to go grab his shotgun from the house. And then as it came up from out of the river, that's when they started shooting at it. So you're talking about an arrow shaped craft that flew over overhead low. Okay. Low altitude went down into the water or just right above it. It sounds like he's talking basically like into the water, which is pretty interesting considering all the reports we hear about unidentified submerged objects um, there's a lot of reports of those and a lot of stories about those that we've spoken about here on UAP in the past. And then they're talking about this thing coming up back from the water and basically, you know, shooting off into the sky, avoiding their shotgun, you know, shots that they were trying to get off on this thing. So they're shooting at this, this UFO. They don't know what it is that they're seeing, but they're shooting at it. 
So something was flying over them. And I just, I just don't feel like they have any reason to make this up. Now, again, that was from late August. And again, keep in mind that the last time we covered this story in depth, it was mid-August. So even that interview right there was new information since the last time we got to speak about it. And keep in mind that he said what he said about the river, uh, because you might hear that again coming up. Just saying, keep that part in mind about the water and the connection here. But we're going to fast forward a bit to September 2nd. That is when a man reportedly came into contact with what he called floating humanoids that looked like robots. Okay. So in his report, the villager says that he was able to shoot at the figure, but did not cause any visible damage to it. And then had something happen that we have heard before regarding these stories. He says that the being then shot some type of light beam at him. And so my question is, what are these light beams? And also another strange thing I noticed is that these reports seem to be widening in their geographic scope throughout the country, which I'm going to get to because just real quick on that report, it's, it's strikingly similar to some of the other reports that we covered before about villagers going after these things, um, chasing them down, you know, through, through the forests and actually getting off shots on these entities, whatever they are, but their guns have no effect on them. There's no visible, you know, gunshot wounds or anything. And then, these entities end up shooting some type of light beam, laser beam, light beam, however you want to describe it. They're calling it some type of light beam that comes out at them, you know, most of the time leaving them paralyzed. Or, you know, they, they, they are basically like, like a stun gun. And you keep hearing those same reports and they're, they're not stopping. Again, this now, this one coming from early September. But since then, there were some reports of sightings here and there. Um, nothing too, too extreme. Not like that anyway. But things... Seemed relatively quiet. Again, you know, kind of like comparatively speaking to everything else that we've been talking about. But that was until last week when on October 5th, reports surfaced of another close encounter attack. This time it involved a 12-year-old girl who, according to her mother, because they were out in like a, you know, a field together, um, she was not able to speak after the attack. Her, her 12-year-old daughter lost the ability to speak after the attack. And this is raw audio from a local news outlet uh, who came to interview her about your about this whole ordeal. And as you're going to hear, uh, the mother she wasn't able to get much out because there's just there's a lot of crying. And uh, you'll hear a um, a translation voice in here as well uh, to kind of give the background of what's happening. A strange event alarmed the families of the town of Santa Ana del Rio Mayo over the weekend after a mother arrived from her farm, very scared. She could hardly speak. She was in shock and the only thing she did was cry. <laughs> now, obviously disturbing. I mean, this stuff is happening. Again, this was just last week. And remember that they call these things the face peelers. Like that's what these, these, these beings are known as in their culture because this isn't the first encounter with, you know, these, these entities like this. There have been reports of this going back decades, decades, um, in some cases even longer. That's why they have this, you know, reputation because of some of the bodies that they have found over time of why they call them face peelers. Um, use your imagination is something we spoke about in the past. I don't really feel like bringing it up again, to be quite honest with you. But in this particular scenario, nothing like that happened to the 12-year-old girl, thankfully. But 
obviously you can hear the distraught mother there. She was terrified. She's scared. Her daughter couldn't talk. Further details about the encounter say that her daughter was, again, shot with some type of electricity beam. Now they're calling it in this case, which left her unable to speak. Is this the same type of light beam weapon that's been previously described that we were just talking about? And who or what are these things? What are these things? Who who are what are these people dealing with in Peru? Because the fact of the matter is something is happening and we still don't know what it is. These people have no reason to fake it or make things up, in my opinion. Like, why would you stage these things? You hear a distraught mother there. I don't think that's fake, especially in the scenario that, you know, again, we just heard. One question that increasingly comes to mind, my mind anyway, is could they be dealing with some type of human faction with advanced tech? You know, we keep hearing about these floating luminous beings, and I honestly don't know what to make of that. How, how do we reconcile a report like that? And that has been a thought that has been stuck in my mind. And I know it's a theory that has been brought up by others as well. You know, is this some type of human operation? That's that's a question that's been asked really from the start. But if that's the case, then what, what weapons are they using? I mean, what are these people seeing? What are they dealing with that if it is humans in some type of, you know, advanced tech way, why is that happening? There's, there's a lot of questions here because, like I said, either way, something's going on. They're dealing with something. They're seeing something. Um, they're being shot at with, you know, light beam weapons. They're seeing flying craft. This stuff is happening down there in Peru, and it hasn't stopped. Again, just because we stopped talking about it doesn't mean that it stops happening. Now, all that said, there is one final piece to this really ever-evolving puzzle um, that I want to share with you before we finish up here today, because according to a well-known UAP researcher uh, and founder of UAPbrazil.com, uh, Roni Vernet, this Peruvian alien phenomenon has now spilled over to their neighboring nation of Brazil. As of just a couple of days ago, okay, the first sightings of the now, you know, infamous floating luminous aliens, beings, whatever you want to call them, were now being reported in far western Brazil on the border of eastern Peru and meeting the border of the uh, southern border of Colombia. So kind of, you know, in that region right there. Um, this is a really big update. Again, and this is just within the past 24 to 48 hours that this is being reported in Brazil now. That And it shouldn't be glossed over, obviously. Uh, th- these mystery beings, if you really, you know, kind of put this in context, they've now expanded to other nations. It's not just Peru anymore that we're hearing about. It's now being reported in Brazil. And according to Roni, he has discovered a possible connection with the Amazon River system. Remember how I said to keep those rivers in mind earlier when we were talking about uh, the sighting there from the you know recording that you heard from from the witness back in, uh, in late August about how the craft went down into the water? Well, here we go. Ronnie Vernet says that according to his research, he can now, quote, affirm that the now infamous tall, luminous beings are indeed using the rivers that connect the region of South America of Peru Brazil, and even up into Colombia, since it's right there on the border, they're using it to move around undetected and hide between communities. And there are also now new reports, again, literally within the past day, of Brazilian fishermen seeing these glowing aliens, they're saying. I know it sounds insane, but I'm telling you what they're seeing. This stuff is coming out of there. These are actual reports. And they're they're seeing these, these entities in the water. 
So are the riverways kind of like the missing link that is now just being discovered in some ways? It's gotten so crazy that now even the military, the Brazilian military is having meetings about this because they're calling them pirates. So is it possible that, you know, is pirates like a code name for them? Or are they dealing with some type, again, of advanced human tech? Maybe these are people with, you know, um, underwater scuba suits that re- that are reflective and they're using, you know, self-propelled scuba tanks or something. I don't know. There's stuff out of James Bond. And, they, and you know, the, the people there just don't know how to explain it. I, I It's possible. I mean, quite frankly, I'm not sure I would know how to explain it <laughs> if I saw someone using, you know, advanced tech or something like that. But, again... Something's going on because now it is being investigated. These, again, new reports within the past 12 hours at this point um, that the Brazilian military is taking these reports seriously of glowing beings being seen in the waters by Brazilian fishermen. It's insane when you think about it that this stuff is going on. It's important to point out that this is a brand new theory as far as the riverways are concerned. It's not my own. Uh, but it doesn't mean that I don't think it's a bad one. In fact, I really think it actually makes pretty good sense that they would be using, you know, the rivers and everything to travel through the region um, instead of, you know, going through the, the dense forest and everything like that. And even today, as I record this, new details concerning all this are continuing to come out. I'm sure at some point when you hear this, there might be even something new. That's I didn't even get to say with, you know, it's going to come out tomorrow. Maybe you're hearing this over the weekend and you're like, oh, why didn't you mention this? Well, because it happened on Saturday and I recorded this on Friday and you're listening on a Sunday. Like that's how (laughs) that's how, you know, fast this story is developing. So I really wanted to, you know, dive into this today and catch you up to speed as much as I could and really catch myself up to speed um, because these details are fast and furious and they're incredible, quite frankly. And all in all, this story continues to mystify me and even borderline disturbs me in some cases because something is attacking these people and they're seeing something and no one seems to know what's going on. I think that's the part that really gets to me. We don't know what it is. And that feels like a huge deal to me. Like, shouldn't the world want to know, you know, what's being seen down there, what's happening down there? It's not really talked about. And, you know, if whatever is happening in Peru and now reportedly Brazil... I mean, why couldn't it happen anywhere else in the world? Something to think about amongst many other things. In all honesty, I have more questions than answers right now. But the important thing is that we continue to pay attention to what is happening around us and ask these questions. Because without questions, there will be no answers. Maybe Confucius said that. I don't know. But that will do it for now on this edition of UAP Weekly. It's, uh, it's, it's been a wild one. I'm glad I was able to come on here today again and, um, and update you on all these cases. Again, I'm sorry that it took so long this week. I wanted to get something out earlier in the week, but like I said, different things going on behind the scenes, uh, some delays that kind of you know push different things around. I, it's all about rolling with the punches. So the important thing is that I was able to uh, get this out here today, and hopefully you found it informative um, to learn what's, what's been going on that hasn't really been talked about a lot. But that will do it for today on this episode of UAP Weekly. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me and taking all this into consideration. Um, Of course, I will continue to keep you updated on all things UAP in future episodes, like I always do, right there on the UAP Twitter, at UAPodcast850 on Twitter. Um, And, of course, you can also follow the show everywhere else on social media. I'm trying to 
be a little bit more active on Instagram, um, on TikTok, and as well as YouTube. So you can check it all out. UA Podcast 850 on all of those. Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. And if you want to email me, you can do that. SDienerUAP at gmail.com. Um, and also, little teaser here. We're working on a website for UAP. How cool is that? So I'll keep you updated on that once that is out. I'll let you know how you can find the website for the UAP podcast. That's that's a pretty cool thing. I never expected that to be presented to me to have its, its own website, but here we are. That's that's where we are with the show, and it's all because of you, because of because of how you've taken to this show and um, brought it to places I never thought it was going to go. That's for sure. So. As always, thank you so, so much for everything. And I will keep you updated on episode 75 as well, um, the milestone episode. Some cool things in there that I'll tell you right now is, um, you know, I I said at the end of episode 74 that there might be a little surprise in there. Nothing too crazy, but I'll let you know what that is now. There's going to be some new music. I've changed up the music, intro music, outro music to open and close the show there. Uh, for UAP, you know, you've been used to the same sound for over 70, for 474 episodes of UAP. But I figured, you know what? Episode 75, it's a milestone. Let's change it up a little bit. So that's what we're going to do. I have some new music to premiere when it comes to uh, episode 75 that I think you're going to like. It's a little bit of a different feel and I really enjoy it. And also just one final note before we go uh, to let you know what's coming up for next week on UAP Weekly, on the UAP Weekly end of things, some very interesting interviews. I'm not going to say with who yet because I just want to make sure everything's confirmed, uh, but I will let you know when those are coming out and who the interviews are with. But I'm just going to say that uh, it might make some waves. These these interviews might uh, cause some interesting conversations. So I'll let you know what's going on there and who's going to be showing up right here on UAP Weekly. Hopefully next week, a couple of things that I'm waiting on just to make sure. But on that note, thank you so much again for everything, and I will speak to you again soon. It's Stephen Diener right here on the UAP Podcast Weekly Edition. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.